everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This morning, your co-host Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode ninety-six of the Spin Chagrin. And last week's categories were were um, made by Australians for Australians and knifing around. So, Frank, um, you decided that you wanted to take both categories last week. So, uh, what did you end up coming up with uh, for these categories? So, I made the effort to have both categories in a movie and i failed and then i tried again and i also failed mm. so it's a lot of fails oh man it, that's all this this week was was failure <laughs> um so the first movie i watched was 2007's black water um it is a uh alec or crocodile survival horror film this is more that eco horror from these fuckers yeah, that's all it ever is. Yeah. Listen, it's either a psychopath or a crocodile that's going to fucking kill you in Australia. But let me tell you something with these two movies, it's just fucking boredom. That's going to be the thing that gets you in the end. So. I I like crocodile horror. I'm fine with it. Like, I like crawl. You know, I like rogue. Um, something else from around that time period that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, this movie, we'll, we'll talk about Blackwater first. Yeah. So it's a couple and man, woman and the woman's sister, and they're on vacation in the outback because of some kind of fucking bank holiday or some shit. You can tell that Australian movies are made for Australians because they use a bunch of slang that you've never heard and that make no sense. Like, mm. oh, it's full of the boingos or something like that. I just made that up. But, <laughs> I mean, that might as well be like what the, the boingos. boingos? Mm. The boingos. I don't know. Oh, it's a yippee boingo in in in, in the glug glug. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's what it sounds like. Like so you don't understand like fifty percent of what's being said. You just got to kind of like it out so they go on vacation and the first part of their vacation is i can't remember what oh they go to some like alligator farm so they're feeding or they're feeding crocodiles with like chickens on strings and they're jumping up and like grabbing them like ah Mm. so then they go get lunch and they're like oh what should we do next and the boyfriend or husband is like oh Let's here's this flyer about going fishing and we can go fishing in the mangroves and it'll be a good time. So oh, it also opens with a title crawl about like the number of crocodiles in Australia has diminished over the years from people like putting them in farms and whatever. So that's how you know it's gonna be a fucking like terrible crocodile attack from some rogue crocodile. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they go to this like janky hut where there's this man working. Um, and they're like, Hey, we're here for backwater bills fishing excursion. And the guy's like, Well, backwater bill just went on a boat with another team. Mm. He's like, But I can take you out. So he's got a pistol, and they're like, What's that pistol for? And he's like, Well, you know, it's the old days, there used to be crocodiles, but now there's not crocodiles anymore. So we take the pistol just as kind of like for historical value or whatever. I can't remember. It's a stupid reason. Okay, so they get in this boat. And you find out that the one woman, the wife, is pregnant. She hasn't told anybody yet. So her and the sister bond over her being pregnant. So they go out on the boat, and they're having a good time, and they're fishing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a fucking crocodile that that you don't see knocks the boat upside down. So they're all in the water, and the guide has disappeared. So they climb up into this mangrove tree. And spend the next 30 minutes. I don't know why mangrove tree is so funny to me, but it is. Oh, man, well, that's what it is. I know. Spend the, next, spend the next like 20 minutes trying to figure out what they're going to do. And their answer is we need to get back in the boat, even though the boat has proven to be ineffective against the crocodile. But this is what they need. So. I don't man, it is the most boring ass fucking movie like. I could describe scenes, but the scenes are like they're putting on bug spray. The Ritz? Mm. No, I wish it was the Ritz. They're putting on the raid. 
That's what it is. They got bug spray. They got the raid and they're putting it on. Rid. That's what bug spray is. Rid. They're putting on the raid. And that's like a five minute scene is them like passing the bug spray back and forth while they put it on and talk about how these mosquitoes are going to eat them alive and they got to find a way out of here. But nothing's happening. So eventually, after an eon, the boyfriend's like, well, I'm going to swim out and flip the boat back upside down so we can get in the boat. So he does that. And of course, he gets eaten, right? Mm -hmm. So now the wife is distraught. Right. So then the crocodile jumps up and bites the wife on the leg. And now she's like losing blood because she got bit on the leg. Mm -hmm. So then... Uh, how does it happen? So somehow, like, the two of them decide that they're just going to walk to the boat, right? Like, that's what they're going to do. They're going to walk to this fucking boat and flip it upside down. Because okay. the water's only, like, waist deep. Like, it's okay. not, like, deep water. Right. So they walk out, and I swear to God, the crocodile, like, just raises up out of the water like its head, and it's looking at them. And, looking <laughs> at them. and it looks at them, and it's like this camera cuts back and forth, like, three or four times, where it's like, crocodile them crocodile them and then the one woman was like well, fuck you crocky or something like that what yeah i don't know you and taunt the crocodile it's a it's a bad taunt so her sister whatever is like bleeding out and so she gets thrown by the crocodile and she ends up on like this island where there's the half body of the guide and he has his he has his pistol still, so she takes his pistol, and to see if it works, she just starts dry firing it randomly. So, like, presuming that those bullets worked, you might have just been wasting all of your bullets mm-hmm. on nothing. Mm-hmm. To what? 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 What point are you proving, right? But I mean, this is what she's doing. So, her sister's like bleeding out and the crocodile like comes at her and she's like shooting this gun at it that doesn't fire and finally she shoves her hand into the crocodile's mouth and starts pulling the trigger and eventually blows his brains out like it finally like fires a bullet okay so then she puts her sister's corpse in the boat and paddles out of the mangrove grove so the pregnant lady died in this? Oh, yeah. The pregnant lady died. Huh. And the husband of the pregnant lady right. died. And right. the guy died. And the thing is, is... it Back was the Bill's most... still alive, though, right? Oh, I presumably. Yeah, okay. Um, it's the most boring movie ever. Like, there's almost literally nothing interesting about the entire movie. In fact, it might be, like, anti-interesting. <laughs> like, I describe things to you. Uh-huh. But they take forever to happen, and you never actually see anything. Like, sometimes they're just talking about it. Mm-hmm. But you get to see them put the bug spray on, because that's important. That's what that's what draws the views, is the bug spray. Um, so I'm presuming that Australians like that kind of shit. Um, because it got a sequel. Oh. And the sequel's apparently, like, more action-packed, but I didn't feel like watching that. Oh, there's a so, Blackwater 2? Yeah, Blackwater Abyss or something like that. Yeah, it is. It is what it's called. Man, how did I know that? Woof. Oh, if the way they had to wait thirteen years to get this though. Yeah, it's 2018. Hold on. It's not the same director. Did this person have anything to do with the original? Yes. Okay. It was one of the. Okay, so David Nurlich and Andrew Trocky directed the first one and Andrew came back and directed the second one I guess yeah. David Nurlich was like fuck this he left Nurlich in the dust 11 years later right so obviously very disappointed with fucking Blackwater, Blackwater Abyss is on Peacock right now just saying yeah let's see what you rolled this time or spin. <laughs> so I was like alright let me just type Australia back into Tubi and see what happens uh-huh. So, I found this movie called Morehouse Road. Hold on, man, let me make sure that's what it's called, because I keep fucking up. Yeah, Morehouse Road. And it's telling me that it's about, like, I can't remember what the, the, the tagline is on Tubi, but it's basically like, oh, 
the most horrible event and it was all real or something like that. So I'm thinking, okay, like maybe there are going to be some knives here. Like mm-hmm. somebody's going to get stabbed in fucking Morehouse Road. Morehouse Road is even more fucking boring than Blackwater. And it is about serial killers. So I did meet mm-hmm. the Australia quota of serial killers and killer crocodiles. Mm-hmm. So Morehouse Road is about this couple who are the most unlikable and unbelievable couple ever who have this secret that they don't tell you for the first, like, t- I swear to God, 25 fucking minutes of this movie of talking. Dude, where I, talking the, the trailer, the I'm sitting here with the trailer just in the background because it plays automatically on MDIB. I'm a minute into the trailer and it's just been scenes of them talking. That's all it is. They got the secret and they're going and they're traveling across Australia and they can't tell anybody what it, what it is. So I was like, well, is one of them going to jail? Are they committing a crime? Is she like pregnant? And it's none of those things. It's just that they got married yesterday to Justice of the Peace. That's their secret. Even though they've been dating each other like forever. There's a scene where they're sitting in the car and there's a young teenage boy that is standing behind a tree, like half like peeking out behind it. And he does the Buster Bluth move where he just sits there and slowly like moves back behind the tree. That's hysterical. Okay, so I got to explain that dude to you. (laughs) So their secret their their thing is that they're going to they're traveling across country to a remote part of australia because she's teaching remotely so instead of like just and what year is this fucking movie 2022 oh my god well then that makes sense why that's happening um so she's going to teach remotely so instead of just like logging onto her laptop from home. She's got to be in the remote part of Australia to teach remotely. I didn't even think about that until just now, how dumb mm-hmm. that idea is. But that's the premise. Mm-hmm. So they're picking up this friend that they've been friends with for a long time, and he's going to travel with them. So they have company and somebody else to drive. So the second they pick this kid up, that's the floppy-haired kid. Is Was it a long-haired kid peeking behind the tree? No, I think it was a short-haired kid. Maybe he had floppy hair. Well, there is so there is a short-haired kid later. Okay. There's a floppy haired kid. Yeah. No, this is, I think it's a short haired kid. Okay. Well, he's a deaf mute. So, or no, he, he can hear, but he can't speak. Okay. So, he's the son of this woman that runs like a B&B where they decide to spend the night. And spoiler alert, it's a bad idea because the husband goes out for a run and gets murdered. <laughs> and then they spend. 20 minutes talking about how he is he going to come back should we wait here if i leave he might not know where i am i don't have a cell phone anyway so the first time you see the floppy haired kid they're like oh we got a secret to tell you we got married and he makes like this awful face like oh my god i'm so hurt and you know right away that he's like lusting after the woman which mm-hmm. is true and it's like it's so obvious but then nobody else notices it in the whole fucking movie so they go swimming in a lake, and then they're like, oh, it's so beautiful out here. Is there anywhere else we can stay? And Floppy Hair's like, yeah, I grew up around here. There's a bed and breakfast down the road. So he takes him there. Husband gets killed. Wife doesn't know where he is. So then there's this whole this scene of her, like, wandering down the road and a drone, like, pulling away from her, like, going up in the air. And then all of a sudden, she's captured and she's in this like brick room with a couple of gurneys. And the woman that ran the B&B is like, oh, I'm sorry. That's what happened. So she goes back to have like tea with the woman that runs the B&B. And of course, it's poison tea. So it knocks her out. So now she's stuck in this room. So then you find out that the woman that has the poison tea, her husband used to kidnap people and operate on them because he was like a rogue surgeon. Mm. And that does the same thing. And the husband is one of one of the gurneys. And so the deaf mute, who's the son of the woman, she's like, all right, keep an eye on him. Whatever your fucking name is. I don't remember. Um, Lynn. No, that's the husband. Calvin. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Lynn. Flynn is the husband. Oh, okay. Who are you asking about? The deaf mute. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Calvin. Yeah, it is Calvin, I guess. So, oh, right. It is Calvin. So, say, yeah. So, she's like, hey, Calvin, you should let me leave. And he's like, "Mm," because he can't talk. (laughs) 
And so she just leaves. And then she runs away and the mother's like, Calvin, what the fuck did you do? It's gonna she's gonna bring us all down. And Calvin, he can't talk to her. He's like, hmm. So then she's running through the woods. And then all of a sudden she's in a hospital. And the doctor's like, Hey, you got some like uh sedative in your system. And she's like, Yeah, some crazy bitch like poisoned me and tried to kill me. He's like, oh man, that's wacky. Like, well, gotta do more tests. And she's like, no, we gotta call the cops. And he's like, nah, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, I want to call the cops. She's like, all right, I'll tell you what, we'll call the cops and they'll come out here and talk to you. And she's like, no, they need to go arrest this crazy woman. And he's like, nah, maybe they'll do that after they talk to you. So obviously this dude's like in league with the crazy woman. Right. He's all he's another rogue surgeon. Right, and then, like, they don't even wait two seconds, and he's on the phone. He's like, hey, Iris, guess what I got in my my hospital? <laughs> an actual hospital. I got the woman that you were I talking got a rogue, about. I got a rogue patient. Right, and she's like, oh, man, thanks for calling me. That almost ruined everything. He's like, yeah, I got your back. <laughs> so then Floppy Hair shows up, and he's like, oh, we got to get out of here. Lucky I found you. Let's go. And so they leave the hospital. So... She's like, how'd you know where I was? And he was like, oh, didn't I tell you I overheard the crazy woman and the doctor talking? And I heard him say his name and I know where he works. And she's like, oh, yeah, that that checks out. So then he pulls over. He's like, yo, I got to go take a leak. So he goes to piss. And the whole premise with him is that his parents are dead, right? Like they've talked about that like three times. How his parents mm-hmm. are dead. So then the phone rings and it says mum, M-U-M. And mm-hmm. she's like, what? Like, because it's his phone. And so she answers it, and it's the crazy woman. And she's like, Tyler, bring that bitch back right now. What are you doing? Tyler, because she hasn't talked. She just says, listen, Tyler, can you hear me? I need you to bring the girl that escaped back here so we can murder her. And so then the girl hangs up the phone. And she's like, well, this is a bad development. So then she tells Tyler that she feels sick and she needs to get out of the car. So he finally pulls the car over. So, of course, like she tries to run away from him, but she didn't even do a good job of that. She's kind of like meanders and he catches her and then he pins her to the ground. And he's like, oh, I love you so much. I need to be with you. And she says, oh, well, maybe let me reconsider because you've always been a good guy. And, you know, maybe there's hope for you to be redeemed. And he's like, oh, let's make out. And then he goes to kiss her. And then she has, I swear to Christ, a fucking stick that she picked up off the ground that she jabs in through his abdomen and murders him. So this, like, random stick that she just picked up has, like, disemboweled. And he's a Mm -hmm. wispy little kid. So, I mean, maybe it's believable, but still, probably not happening. Right. So then she just is, like, wandering dazed in the woods wearing her fucking, I don't know, hospital nightie or whatever. And she sees the car, and all of a sudden the mother is in the car. And the mother's like, yeah, this all turned out how I expected. Which, her son is dead. And, I don't know, whatever. But, I mean, I guess that that's, like, fine. Because now she gets to, like, murder this chick. Mm-hmm. And there's no motivation for why, like, they're doing this shit. They just are. And that's the end of Morehouse Road. So. Mm. Every set in Morehouse Road looks like it was filmed in, like, your backyard. I swear to God. Yes we could get a camcorder and we could film this movie and we would be just as successful right. and we wouldn't even have to have annoying British or Australian accents to do it. Yeah. Although they don't say a whole lot of fucking Australian slang, which was really disappointing. So mm-hmm. I kind of, um, question whether this is an Australian movie made for Australians mm. made yeah. for the world. Right. Well, it wasn't made for, <laughs> I was actually hoping it might be pretty good. But um, but it's not. It was really bad. So I don't, I don't mean know. to disparage Australians here, but why why do so many Australian women look exactly the same? Like, there's like so many angles where the actress in this looks exactly like Melanie uh, Linsky, um, like from Heavenly Creatures. Oh, like, yeah. Like, and I find I find that specific look, like that Melanie Linsky look, like very common like in um australian women in movies and stuff like that i don't give it much thought and i watch a lot of australian movies i find well, it's because they all feature fucking alligators and 
like fucking wildlife. Like all more the than... things I love, mangrove groves, <laughs> and I was doing a little bit more research on uh, black water. So it like the woman that the lead actress, I guess, like the sister, like the the, yeah. the non-pregnant sister, was nominated for um the Australian basically like kind of Golden Globes, I guess. Or yeah, no, for, the Academy, that... like an Oscar, I guess. Like this is the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. So let's give us some context. There's like five Australian movies a year. So really like everything probably gets nominated. <laughs> Particip- it's like, like a participation trophy country. Right. It's like <laughs> it's like some years they gotta have a fucking like Vegemite ad. Like the main actress for Vegemite. Like, oh, crikey. Oh, yeah, my Vegemite. No. Oh, these awards are not um not very um prestigious. Uh, old. <laughs> they just started in 2012. Like this this awards. So they were retroactive because Blackwater is like 2007. Oh, hold on. List of cer- Oh, sorry, ceremonies. They must have had them, but they didn't have ceremonies until 2012. <laughs> what? They just mailed you your award? <laughs> Like, like you go out, you go out to look for the Sears catalog one day, and like, oh, I got an Oscar. They, they, they put the they put the awards in a kangaroo's pouch and had it hop to you. <laughs> <laughs> when you lose, it's just like a fucking man of war like pops out and stings you to death. Go on, cry, yeah, I lost my Aussie. <laughs> so, this is. This is some weird shit. Okay, so I'm looking at these awards because they just had the winners and shit listed from 2012 to now. Um, so some movie called Red Dog won best film in 2012. Um, the 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 title character is a dog. Um, named Coco. Josh mm. Lucas is in it. Nice. Um, this sounds definitely like a spin chagrin movie, like if I've ever seen one. But what's interesting is they have a best international film winner, um, in Australia. And so the artist won that year, their best international film. So, like, the Australians are sitting over there and judging our films, like, what do we think is the best? And their opinion means less than even our opinion. I mean, this is... Right? It's like, I find it very weird. Like, you know, um, Silver Linings Playbook was 13. Gravity, Birdman. Man Max Fury Road won Best Film and Best International Film somehow. That's nice. That's good. Um, La La Land, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri... Roma, Parasite, Promising Young Woman, The Power of the Dog, and Avatar: The Way of <laughs> Avatar: The Way of Water. The Avatar sequel won Best Film, uh, International Film in two thousand and twenty-two. That's something. One of those things is not like the others. Because they're all real movies, and then you got Avatar. I mean, look, we hate that movie, those movies. That's a real movie. It's not like Avatar: The Last Airbender. The movie. It's not a. It's it's. It's not film. It's a movie. Yeah, that's fine. It's Australian, man. They're the best picture winner. Like best film was Elvis for two thousand twenty-two. Really? Yeah. I guess it was Australia. I guess it was based, like, like production was based in Australia, right? Because that's where Elvis spent so much time. That's where he learned to make peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Australia. <laughs> oh, the Vegemite no peanut butter. Wait, crikey! That's oh, not right. I'm trying to see movies that like. Okay, so was Hacksaw Ridge filmed in Australia? I'm really, I'm really confused by like what is considered best film in Australia here. Principal photography. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's if it's filmed in Australia, so yeah, Gibson filmed in Hacksaw Ridge in Australia, so that counts. 
Whoa. Um, the hosts have certainly went down. First two years of the ACTA Awards, Russell Crowe hosted. <laughs> um, the year after that, some stand Australian stand up that I don't know. Um, and then Kate Blanchett. The year after that, and then apparently it just says not available. <laughs> For two years, and this is not during COVID. <laughs> uh, so I guess I just maybe didn't go, went back to not having awards like the ceremonies that year. I don't know. Fucking that's that's trip. I need to like find out more about this. They're probably on YouTube somewhere. That's actually pretty awesome. It's not available. Yeah, like you, you go to watch the actor from that year, and there's just a big black bar that says redacted. <laughs> Jesus, what's that's the year Hacksaw Ridge won, and I uh, know that's the year of Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, this is so bizarre. I okay, I can't. I gotta stop looking at this. Um, getting too obsessive. Yeah, that sounds fucking awful. It makes me want to listen to you watch more Australian movies, though. There's plenty. That's. Man. Oh, I already forgot Blackwater. It's like that. <clears throat> so, what's the screen sh- sh- uh, scores on these? They're both a solid eight point five. So mm-hmm. they're just both going to be the chagrins. Okay. I mean, if I got to like pick one, I guess it's um, I guess Blackwater because it was the first one I watched, and you know, I'll just co-list them. It's fine. Nobody's going to know either of those movies anyway. Um, I'll just have to try to be creative with some some shit. I'll just like promote all kinds of Australian stuff, like in our tags. <clears throat> See what happens. All right. So, okay. dude, there's so much actor shit <laughs> on <laughs> on fucking YouTube. That's... But it's all it's all Chris Hemsworth winning like Man of the Year. That's right. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot you could do with with those things with Acta. Um, <clears throat> it, it literally it's the Trailblazer Award because he played what Thor? I mean, come on. That's <laughs> yeah, for extraction. Blazing the trail for all the Norse gods out there. <laughs> I'm like man, we need we we need we need more we need more tall blonde white representation in the world. What is Trailblazer? <laughs> like it's, it's the fun. Oh man, that I can't make that joke. <laughs> Sorry, I almost got us canceled. I almost canceled this myself. Right. Oh, uh, all right. So let's see what's going on next week and what you get. Um. Yeah, roll them dice. Oops. Didn't have the wheel pulled up. Category one for next week is Deadly Dinos. Category nice. two for next week, 80s Canon. <gasps> is it? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm stoked. Well, let's I don't know if I don't know if it uh, I don't know if it makes it. I don't think it does. God damn it! <laughs> I'm never going to watch this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got to see who produced this movie. Is it a dinosaur? <clears throat> the dinosaur didn't produce it. Uh, that would have worked. Well, I'm going to see if there's a dinosaur in it. Although I know there's not. <laughs> Man, some of these pairings that are left. Jesus, I'm so excited. All right. Um, let me write that down real quick. Damn it. 97 is Deadly Dinos and 80s Canon. So what are you doing with it? Are you going to accept both of them? Are you removing oh, yeah. one, accepting both? Yeah, are you going to? Hundred percent, I'm accepting both. Okay. 
you just you, you just tick two boxes that I love. Oh, okay. I've been really into watching some like big giant dinosaur movies recently. Mm-hmm. Is that Godzilla mark out? I'm a fucking child, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. You want to watch some trailers? Yeah, sure. All right. So we talked about this on the primary podcast this past week. Um and I have not watched it yet. Um but I guess you had, which is the Terrifier Three trailer. Uh, it depends on if it is the. I I'm pretty sure there's a longer version of this. So how, how long is it? Two minutes and eighteen seconds. That might not. That that might not. That might be the one I have not seen. Okay. I guess is the way to say that. It listed as a teaser trailer, so I don't know if there's actually any like much action in this or not. But <clears throat> well, let's see it. We'll see. Um. Oh no! This is the one I've seen. Okay, so quickly, um, so for, for those of those who know, and you know, I, I assume if you listen to us, you've heard us talk about at least Terrifier, right? Was Terrifier two on a fresh five? Do you remember? No, no. Okay, um, it would be on like a most disappointing sequels or something. Terrifier two, yeah, Terrifier two. You like I that overall? I I think it's pretty lame, actually. I think it's got some ridiculous shit in it. I love at the at the time you thought the ending was way too much and overdone, which I agreed with. But you liked the rest of it. You said, "No, I did not." Go back and go find it. You do not know. It's I know my own heart. I've only watched one. You don't know anything. I what the fuck. (laughs) Even though I knew exactly what was going to happen when this trailer started, I still marked out to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got snow globe. It's snowing outside. Young girl <laughs> snuggling with her teddy bear in bed. She's playing a weird, too. like dissonant version of Silent Night. If you yeah. can hear it. Uh, she hears it's it. She's walking downstairs. I really like the way this is filmed a lot, like oh, the yeah. shadows and stuff. Beautiful. It reminds me of um, Black Christmas, actually. Mm. Yeah, I like the the color schemes. They feel like the the reds feel very '80s or something or '90s, like yeah. esque. And now we have Santa. Sears catalog. Yes. Like. Um. They're even doing something with the like that makes it a little fuzzy, like kind of like or like. But yeah, so she's coming down. She sees Santa, um, you know, putting presents out under the tree. Look at that casting for this kid, like wide eyes and everything. Santa! Oh. <laughs> And then it's Art the Clown with an axe. Yes. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I really like that a lot. And then we end with a bloody Art, like, sitting there dunking cookies into... Milk. Glass of milk. Covered in blood. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I um, I think that's a really effective trailer, and I really like the fact that they're doing, like, a... Like a Christmas horror... Yeah, no, that's really cool. Um I'm when it's going to come out, though. Yeah. I'm, I, I haven't uh, seen a release date on it yet. No? I didn't necessarily look, but usually I'll see that stuff, you know, on, mm-hmm. like, the horror Reddit or whatever. Oh, not until October 25th, 2024. So that's 11 months that's, away. Yeah. That was actually my one concern was that I didn't think it was enough time between Terrifier 2 and this, but... Yeah. That's enough time. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 exciting. Um I like him visual style and I really like that guy that plays art. Yeah. And you'll get to see Jericho um reprise his role, I think, in that movie at the beginning. So hopefully he gets murdered. Oh, I'm sure he will. 
All right. So here uh, next, I want to watch with you um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, the Aquaman sequel. I don't think I've watched this trailer yet. <laughs> I have not either. Um, uh, I only know about this movie because of the action figures. So. Mm. So apparently another like production hell on this movie um <clears throat> yeah that makes sense because they solicited those toys like a couple of months ago i think like i've mm-hmm. known about like all the casts of this movie forever because of that huh yeah it's 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 it there's a lot of stories that i see in my feed like behind the scenes shit of just how awful this production is so let's see here um we're getting ready to open up um with uh, momoa sitting here talking to a baby so nice. You should eat it. Boy, talking to the fishies. You and me, son, are different. We're special. We're connected to the land and the sea. I can't wait to introduce you to all the majestic creatures on our planet. Holy shit! How awesome this world can be. Does Momoa yeah, have kids? Let me tell you something, Jason Momoa. Gonna kill Aquaman. Yeah. We're one of the worst actors on the planet. Even if I have to make a deal with the devil to do it. Like, it's good that he got to play Cal Cal Drogo earlier or whatever. Right. Because it's just made him, and he's got awful. We didn't talk about Fast X. Mm. He needs us. We're the end of the bloodline. I still think we should do a Fast and Furious, like, journey. That's That's fine. My wife would appreciate it. Mm. And... So here's some things I'll say about DC's Aquaman because I yeah. think the DC movies are a colossal mess. Sure, and this movie looks like a fucking mess. It does. I love the way Black Manta looks. Mm. Like that's one of my favorite character designs from like old DC, and I think yeah. they capture really well. I really like the fact that they go with like a more traditional Aquaman color scheme with him. Like they don't make him. It's a little too orange. It's like, fine to me because he's too shiny. I should say it's the, sh- the orange it's shiny, sure. But I mean, like at least he's not like an X Man, you know, right? Costume where he's all just like <laughs> black leather and whatever. Um, that movie looks insanely boring. Yeah, I don't think those movies. The, the... I'll watch the Batman sequel when it comes out gladly. If they ever do another Shazam movie, I would watch that. Right. I don't know. I just think those DC movies are super boring. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I think James Gunn will make them better. Um, I hope DC so. DC now. There. Yeah. Um, oh, who did they just cast as Jimmy Olsen? Um, Oh, um, Skyler Jazondo uh, or whatever um, that did the voice for the uh, Super Buddies um, mm. hip hop dog. Um, he's been in a, in a lot of things. He's uh, he's in uh, Righteous yeah, Gemstones and like you know um, he was in that show with Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant, the zombie show that I can't remember the name of. It was good. Oh, Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, <clears throat> I really like him as an actor a lot. Um, say this uh, the guy they cast to play Lex Luthor is really good casting, too. Oh, yeah, who was that? They I can't remember his name, but I Frankie and I were watching something the other day and he was there. And I was like, oh, shit, that's the dude's gonna play Lex Luthor. And what do um, we watch? Some horror movie, maybe he's in? I know, I can't remember. We watched something. I saw that in my th- oh, 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 it's the guy that you just watched him. Um, god damn it. Well, the Nick Cage movie with Dracula. Oh, Renfield. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Nicholas Holt. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> something else too that Frankie and I watched recently. I was like, oh, that's Nicholas Holt. That's fucking. He's nice. also in the other vampire movie. Did you watch that yet? The one on the ship. Demeter. Yeah. No, I have not because okay. it's still dollars. Yeah, he's he's in that. Um. Uh, what else has he done? Yeah, no, I saw that and I was like, yeah, 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 that's um, that's pretty good. Um, he'll he'll be fine. Um, in that, what else is that? He's there's something I know him from. Um, who was he in Fury Road? He's what's his name? 
Um, the the fucking bad guy that turns into a good guy. Fuck, I can't remember the character's name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Nux. Yeah. Yeah, Nux. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh yeah, I love him. Like I thought the movie was kind of like not great. Like, but. He's in the menu. He's the uh, uh, like the kind of secondary male. Oh, lead. exactly. We we started for some reason that started playing the other yeah. night, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's him. That's Lex yeah." I, I I it's really weird. I love the cast of that movie, but like the movie and and there are some good things about it, but like that movie as a whole just kind of like left me kind of like uh, okay. Um, but yeah, he's great in that know. fucking role. Um, in the menu. Yeah, I like that guy. I love Fury Road. I don't want to watch it again. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow night because I got nothing else going on. I have still I I love that movie in the theater. I've still not rewatched it yet, and I think it's because I like almost like don't want to lose that theater experience and watch it on a smaller screen or something. Um, I think I've been waiting for it to be on a list. Um, again at some point, but. I did put it on the list. Oh, uh, back in like episode five and two thousand. That, that was when you weren't rewatching everything. Yep, that was before episode eight. Like when I started watching everything. Yep. Um. Yeah. All right. Next one we're gonna watch. Um. Is called Arthur the King. The fuck. Yeah. Why? Why you always gotta try and force some King Arthur shit on me? Because nah. you know I love it. No. No. This is Mark Wahlberg and a oh, dog. I'm already, I'm already on board. Based on an incredible true story. Oh, this is the trailer before the trailer. We all know anything can happen out there. Sometimes we feel lost. We push and we suffer. Limpin' dog. Limpin' Wahlberg. Yeah. Hey, what happened to you, boy? You don't look so good. Uh-huh. Meatball? Look, somebody likes my meatballs. Hey, Paw Patrol, we got a race to win. Just remember, Michael, this race doesn't define you. I raced for 19 years. This is my last chance to win. Oh, shit. I don't love Mark Wahlberg. He's so bad. Every delivery from Mark Wahlberg is the most earnest delivery you've ever heard. <laughs> and there's nothing behind it. Right. Diane, I just want to eat a sandwich. Can I just That's have the dog I gave the meatballs to? That's a line in the movie. That's the dog I gave the meatballs to. Uh oh, the dog saved him from falling off the cliff. Yeah, you're gonna play that meatball thing. Third time's the charm. Whatever it was, it wasn't good. Is there a dog subplot of him not getting along with the other dogs? I like it. He must have wings we don't know about. We're gonna climb and climb and walk and climb some more. I just want to get some meatballs. So meatball or whatever the fucking dog's name is. Daddy has a dog. What have you done? Yeah, he's this dog needs a vet. I don't want you to hurt anymore. He's a fighter. Just like you. Famous dog. Looks even worse than the rest of you. Maybe you all deserve each other. I always underestimated all my buddy. This isn't the route on the map. It's okay. Just follow Arthur. Lead the way, King. Oh man, I'm marking out this movie so hard. Uh, Everybody knows about it. Guess what? I'm not a dog person. <laughs> this is a movie that's going to make me secret cry, and I'm yes. never going to tell anybody yes. about it. Yes, that is exactly right. That's exactly right. I almost like fucking teared up with the dog on the fucking like vet, you know bed um even though it's like the most like emotionally manipulative thing you've ever seen oh my god it's terrible but that's mark Wahlberg, (laughs) right you you need to feel emotions i need you i need you to feel emotions chris (laughs) well you need to pull up the heartstrings because fucking Wahlberg ain't gonna do it um like his acting ain't gonna 
he's not pulling your heartstrings. He's punching you in the heart. <laughs> uh, Red Sox. Fucking hell. I hear you're, you're going to be watching that movie in, in May. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that movie with my wife. Mm-hmm. Guys get everything she loves. Mark Wahlberg and dogs. <laughs> right. If only there was a Transformer. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll happen. All right, and this is a movie. This is a trailer where we both, I know, watched already, but we haven't watched it together. So, um, I want to go ahead and watch the Iron Claw trailer with you. Um, oh, yeah. So, for those that don't know what the Iron Claw is, one, it's an A twenty four movie. Um, which maybe that brand is starting to broaden a bit more. Um, in terms of quality, but um historically has been like you know this really like great like studio for the past like eight years um of in in terms of like all kinds of different genres but particularly horror but um iron claw is about oh sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say i think this movie looks amazing yeah 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 i i do too um so the iron claw uh, if you're if you're not familiar in like wrestling history um is about the von eric family uh which was uh, prominent down in texas back in the 1980s um and a a story that's just like filled with like tragedy um like for that family in terms of addiction and suicide and all this kind of stuff um largely because of the industry that they were in uh but this is um i'll remember their names as i'm watching it what's what's the one guy like the the famous one who the guy that plays kevin in this um the famous actor I don't remember. Like heartthrob. Ever since yeah. I was a child, oh, people said my family was cursed. <clears throat> Mom tried to protect us with. Guns. I only know MJF. Oh. Tried to protect us with wrestling. Um. He said if we were the toughest, the strongest, nothing could ever hurt us. I believed him. Zach Efron plays Kevin Von Erich. <laughs> and then um, Jeremy Allen White, that's famous from The Bear, and um, Shameless. Want you to playing Carrie Bonner? Yes, sir. I love that. Now, we all know Carrie's my favorite, then Kev, then David, then Mike. But the rankings can always change. What do you want in life, Carrie Bonner? More ribs. <laughs> I want to be with my family. You know, be with my brothers. What do you like to do with your brothers? Yeah, I I think the wrestling looks great in this movie. Yeah. We're here to restore justice Agreed. to the wrestling federation that our father built with his own two hands. The hands that were passed down to us. The hands that will deliver the iron. Hope McCallany, um, that was in Mindhunter. So what do you think? Um, is playing the the patriarch of the family, and he looks really good in it, too. Zach Efron is like unrecognizable almost in this fucking yeah, movie. I, I, I think that's why I didn't know it was him. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Allen White is like fucking amazing as an actor. Like that, the Bear is like one of the best shows of like past past like ten years on FX. Yeah, the Von Erichs all dead. Uh, Kevin's still alive. Kevin's the sole survivor, um, out of that family. Hmm. Um, but yeah, everybody else is dead. I believe I'm trying to think if some I can't remember. I think even like the the fake like cousin or whatever that they brought in towards the end of the '80s, um, as a Von Eric, I think is also is also dead. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Kevin's all that's left of the brothers, though. Um, what David was, uh, I don't know. They said his heart condition. I think he overdosed. Um, is is the real story over in Japan? He's the first one to die, and then, um, 
I can't remember the order of all of them. Um, and then one kills themselves, and then, um, another one. I did it. Three of them killed themselves. I think three of them killed themselves. Um, and Carrie being the last in like ninety two or ninety three or whatever. Um, tragic tragic story. Um, it's based off of a a book that like was turned into a podcast, I believe. Um, if you type in Von Eric family into Google Podcasts or uh, Apple Podcasts or something like, there's a, there's a pretty like famous like podcast on it. Um, uh, another podcast that I listen to called the Laps Fan does a fantastic like um, uh, coverage of like the Texas territory that talks about the family's history too. Um, although if you can if you can stand it, it's you know like each episode is like eight hours long and um. Like that whole thing is like probably like a hundred hours or something like that, like to cover the Von Erics. But <clears throat> uh, this movie will, I think, will be pretty good overall. Um, yeah, I'm super stoked to see it. It's it's well. I don't know Sean Durkin. Have we seen anything by the Sean Durkin guy, or is he new? Um, the Nest. No, Jude Law and Carrie Coon. No, I don't know that. I feel like I know that movie. Is it a horror movie? Psychological drama? Um, Maybe not. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that. And then uh, Amer- another psychological thriller drama with Elizabeth Olsen, John Hawks, Sarah Paulson, um, and you date Dancy? Jesus. Um, it is called Martha Marcy May Marlene. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was his debut feature film, and then he did this um oh, yeah, nest yeah. after that. Yeah, that um Martha Marcy May Marlene movie is um is really worth watching. Okay. That's that's where I saw Elizabeth, where I really was impressed with Olsen. Okay. First time. Okay. She's um, she's yeah. amazing movie. Huh. Okay. I think it's free somewhere. You should try and watch it if you have time. Is this a look? Um, <clears throat> not right now, but um, I'll go ahead and mark it here. So Google will tell me um, <clears throat> when it does come up. Or I'll just maybe rent it from YouTube. Uh, Christmas is coming up. I'll get more free free money to watch things on YouTube. Uh, all right. Um, so any final oh, thoughts or anything this week? That's all you got for me? That's all I got. Lame. What? What? We're at an hour. We're at like an what? hour. You, you, oh, you want me to just show you a random trailer? Just show me one. Pick one random trailer. Just one random trailer. Okay. Um, hold on. Movie. And I'll tell you if I regret my request or not. Okay. All right. Let me find something. Um. Hold on. Get through this ad. We're just gonna whatever is. When is this? All right. I know nothing about this, Frank, but we're going to watch it. I'm, I'm stoked. It's called Leave the World Behind. Oh, I don't know anything about it either. No, okay. So here's the trailer. Sounds heartwarming. I online this morning and I rented us a beautiful house. Julie Roberts. Oh, okay. I figured oh, the reservation. Uh, no, that's Ethan Hawke. It would eliminate most of the reasons to say no. That was a Netflix movie. Okay. Oh, this is nice. I like this fucking like early two thousands like this is this is AMS mail like from did Mr. Robot. This is gonna be some kind of like twisted psychological so thing. Sorry to bother you. That this is our house. This is your house. We were driving back to the city, then something happened. You want to stay here, but we're staying here. We need to get them out of here. 
I need to think everything's gonna be okay. Everything is gonna be okay, isn't it? Okay, that's a good call, Frank. Oh, goddamn ads. You're scaring me. We are seeing ongoing cyber attacks across the country. Something is happening, and I don't trust them. Everything I know, I have told you. I don't believe you. I would do anything to protect my family. What you do is your business. Get in the car right now! Haven't you been picking up on what's going on out there? Whatever it is, it's happening to all of us. I just want to know... What is the truth? I think that looks really good. Yeah. No. I, um... Yeah, um, and the other, uh, main star out of that is um oh let me i need to look at it and where to pronounce it uh Mahershala um yeah. ali um from moonlight and uh the blue cage um uh who's phenomenal in both of those um <clears throat> so here's my impression of it just generally is that like i think it looks I, I'm, maybe it's the soundtrack that got me hyped because I really like that song that they play in the yeah. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But um, it kind of reminds me of us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, I think absolutely. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I really I, I really dig the look of it and I think it does have one of my movie trope pet peeves though. What's up? Get in the car now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it looks like it could be like car. an interesting, like tense psychological like thriller kind of thing. Um with probably some black comedy elements as well, I would think. Let me say but... this. Mm-hmm. I ain't ever getting out of the car. Like <laughs> I'm staying in the car, so you know me to get in the car like i'm just sitting there right you want to get out and whatever look around that's fine i'm just gonna wait and if we die we die so right uh okay fuck it you want to watch one more then yeah let's do it all right then we'll call it a day here um so this the next one looks like it is called maestro we'll probably get a stupid fucking ad um during this but we'll see um if summer doesn't sing in you, then nothing sings in you. I know that fucking then voice. Nothing sings in you that you can't make. Yeah, it's Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Something she told me. Hello, I'm Lenny. Hello, Felicia. <laughs> oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, Tell me about oh, it. Oh, she's wonderful. She's lovely. This girl. is Bradley oh, Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. Oh, this is. Guilt or confession, please. I know. Exactly who you are. Matt Bomer? Oh, Cooper directed it too. This is uh, Leonard Bernstein. He can uh, be the first great American conductor. There's a price for being in my brother's orbit, you know that. Very classically done. Here's the cinematography on this. It's hard for me to be alone. That music, it keeps me glued to life. Oh, this is the guy that works with Aronofsky. You know how much you need me to. Matthew Libetique. Um, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that well before, but now that you say it. Yeah. 
I'm curious how this, like, is it told in flashback, maybe, then? Yeah, I think so. And if nothing sings in you, then you can't make music. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Look at that. <clears throat> those blues there? Yeah, that was really nice looking. Bradley Cooper is becoming more impressive the older he gets. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that looks really good. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, that's a good place to call it quits. Next one is the killer, and I don't really care. Like, I was going to actually ask you if you'd watched that yet. I have not. I think I'm like uh, annoyed at Fincher because he chose that over season three of Mindhunter. So um, I think that, like, I'm secretly protesting it. I'll watch it someday. <clears throat> I just feel so bored when I think about watching his movies that I just. Yes, I, I agree. I mean, um, I mean, I honestly like rather than watching this movie, I'll, I'll end up like watching like fucking Fight Club again before I watch this movie or something. You know, I mean, I, I just don't. I'm just not interested. I'm just going to watch Fury Road. Right. Um, and for the 40th time. It did come out that. uh mind hunter season three was actually going to kind of somewhat break the mold of what the first two seasons were trying to do and it was going to be them going to los angeles to consult um so you're going to have them like you know basically dealing with like michael mann and like stuff like that for um man what is that man eater is that is oh that yeah yeah, it was going to like take much more place. It's still going to be them going around talking to serial, different serial killers and doing their research, but a lot of it was going to be them going back and forth between their like doing that stuff and helping Los Angeles County and LA City um, and stuff like and but also consulting for the movies and stuff. So it was going to like take a, a slightly different turn, like rather than them investigating so much. Um, it was going to. Yeah, um, that could have been really interesting. That would have been pretty interesting, too. Right, right. Yep. Man, um, that sucks. That, <laughs> that's very depressing. I really enjoyed the first two seasons yeah. of Mindhunter, and I thought that um, I thought the BTK stuff was built really well. Mm -hmm. Yep. And apparently, like, that, like, they were actually going to do more while that was going on. They were going to start showing you more of BTK um in that season like yeah. out, outside of like the codas or the intros to the episodes and stuff um because they were building towards the idea that it's like the even if those characters weren't going to be involved it was like going to still like kind of wrap up that like the things they were doing eventually led to his arrest and stuff like that like you know the work they were doing 20 years prior and that like you know ultimately like they just weren't good enough yet, like, you know, um, to to be able to track somebody like Radar. But um Let me ask you this question. Yeah. Has anyone in your family ever done like a 23 and me? No. See, I could never be a serial killer because my mom has done one. Yeah. Which means that I'm pretty sure that they could like if they yes. had any bit of my DNA, they could find out who I am. Or at least right. narrow it down. I think so, yeah. So what? I can never realize my dreams now. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to be a serial killer, but I'm. Yeah, yeah. I still like. I was. I don't know why I was thinking about that the other day, but it was like you know, how many people that are out there trying to commit the perfect crime, and then like all of a sudden, you know, because Aunt Judy decided that she wanted to find out like how Swedish the family was, you know, they're going to get like all hemmed up. Um, I'm looking now. Um, 23andMe chooses to use all practical legal and administrative resources to resist requests from law enforcement, and they do not share customer data with any public databases or with entities that may increase the risk of law enforcement access. Huh. So good. they might protect you from being tracked as a serial killer 
<laughs> Forget everything I just said. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on. Here's the New York Post. Headline. I took a 23 and DNA test and the cops linked me to an unsolved murder. Um, no, it's the post, so it's it's that, well, right. That's why I'm yes, it's the post. <laughs> so they're trying to scare people like, you know, obviously, I mean, not to say this woman's story is like illegitimate, but um, it's still the post. I mean, they're the post would be like, I took a 23 and me test and I grew a vagina from Satan in a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Yes, that's 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 uh, yes, that's 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 very funny. Follow me on TikTok. <laughs> that's funny. TikTok videos, like, I best apparently the story came on the post because she had a TikTok and was telling that story, like, through TikToks. Yeah, so her TikToks were um embedded in the article, uh, because that's journalism now, is embedding tweets and TikToks. It's true. Embedded right in my soul. <laughs> um, all right. So next week we have uh, Deadly Dinos and '80s Canon for you on episode ninety-seven. Uh, any final thoughts, Frank? Uh, I'm pretty excited for the '80s Canon. That opens up a wide variety of things to watch. It does, and it might contain a dinosaur. Hmm. Mm, could be. Could all be. right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.